It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We keep it rolling here on the nightcap, and we've added to the set, Sean. Yes, we beautified. We have made it a lot better looking. Absolutely. Pamela Maldonado. Brain power also exponentially just increased. We, uh, one of my favorites uh, when it comes to college football, Gil's favorites when it comes to tennis. Now, we've had, we had Pam on a couple times to talk some tennis, but it's go time, Sean. It's college football season. And uh, we got a lot to get into uh, with Pamela. But, you know, welcome back to town. You lived in Vegas for a long time. Yeah, for seven years. I forgot how hot it was. (laughs) I've been sweating all day today trying to run from place to place. I was looking on on Pamela's Twitter. By the way, Pamela M35 on Twitter. Make sure to give her a follow. Now with Yahoo and Yahoo Sports are doing great things over there, which is exciting. Um, But... You have been a busy woman. You were you were on with us uh, earlier today, and I always do this, Sean. Anytime okay. someone comes to town that I like, I'm like, well, why don't you just you'll you'll probably be at Circa later tonight. Why don't you just stop on by, pop in the studio? But you've been doing hits all over the place, so we appreciate it. You've been oh, no, busy, you. busy. I was. I came in to register for three of the and doing the Circa. I'm going to be doing the Westgate, and then I'm also going to be doing the Golden Nugget. College football one. Yes. So I'm so She's excited. not going into the one I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the, the college Woo! football one. I'm super excited for the Golden Nugget one because they didn't have it last year in 2020. And then, as you know, we almost didn't even have a college football season. Right. So I was just like, this year, it's my bread and butter. This is what I love to do the most. So why wouldn't I do a college football contest? Let's go. Nice. Like you said, 2020 is 2021 season is here. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm doing William Hill. And when she, I, I was like, she's in three. I'm like, oh, 
no, which one is she in? He's like, Golden Nugget. You I'm said like, that yesterday. Yes, that's right. I'm you not going to get that. He like, was nervous. I was like, I don't, I, I, there's be enough tough people in there. I don't need to go up against Pamela here. So, um, but um, what has been your process? Have you gone back to normal? Because you are very, you know, analytically based. You, you, you take your notes. And I, I, I had you on a show a couple of years ago, and it was great talking your process and how you and go into paper. it. So last year was just so bizarre. And, you know, for me, I'll be honest, wasn't a great betting year when it came to college football. My mm-hmm. normal process of, you know, kind of fading the public and, and those tricky spots just didn't really all work out last year towards the end of the year sort of work out. Um, has your process for this year gone back to normal to what it was prior to 2020 or is 2020 kind of, have you adapted some things from 2020? I feel more confident in my betting now than I ever have in the last few years. And it's not necessarily because I'm a, I'm more win- I'm winning now more than I was, but then it's because I have now found and have gained experience with content creating mm. and then with placing bets. There's a big difference. And I think the misconception with people who follow on Twitter, the people who watch all these shows, mm-hmm. is that us as content creators, we are making a bet on absolutely every single thing that we make a prediction on. Maybe there's somebody that is. I'm not. Right. And maybe for a while I was trying to, to kind of, well, I can't give a prediction if I'm not actually putting my money on it. Right. But the truth is that I'm not going to be... 10 unit max bomb whale alert <laughs> confident in 100 picks in one week there's the truth is um, there's going to be something that i absolutely love and like one of those things that i loved last season was mac jones he is going to go over on his passing yards and i hit every yardage i hit the the minimum and then i hit the maximum which is he's going to hit his 450 yards i was like i'm hitting that and i got every single one correct Ooh. because he hit it out that doesn't happen often. Right. So when you have that feeling inside, that fire that's burning, that's like, I know I'm getting this right. This is it. It, it doesn't happen every day. Yeah. It happens once a season. It happens maybe once a month. So that's what I feel more confident with now than I did compared to a year ago when I just started getting into the content creating behind the sports betting. Brilliant. Because I'm just getting into this mm-hmm. space. You know, having finally gotten out of coaching and now I can actually do it. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it's, I, I understand your struggle because you want to provide content. You want to give facts, actualities. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't love right. everything that's a topic. Exactly. And so uh, I think my approach to NFL is, is very similar to that. People, my guys ask me, buddies, who are you going to look NFL is the toughest hustle out there. So yeah. I was like, when I find one gym, then I just hone in on that gym. But I'm with two college football experts here, so I know my college football game is going to raise up just a little bit now. Well, let's get into that college football mm-hmm. here in just a moment. Pamela Maldonado in studio with us for the segment. It is the nightcap. Let's keep it rolling here on VEASAN. the nightcap here on Visa Pamela during the break there was just asking Sean we'll, we'll get I always I always like to promote my my new co-host former Tampa Bay Buccaneer my man former Arizona Cardinals my Super man. Bowl winner my man former Tulane Green Wave 10th in the Heisman Trophy in Facts. 1998 didn't get an official <laughs> invite still mad about that <laughs> and <laughs> what was it rivals Recruiter, AAC Recruiter of the Year. If you're going to do something, you might as well be great at it, right? There it is, USF. And now he's part of Eason. So we we, we stole him away 
from the coaching world, and uh, we stole Pamela away from a night in Las Vegas. <laughs> Eight o'clock here in Vegas, and she's sitting in studio. On with a us Friday, too. On a Don't Friday. leave that part out. Her only night oh. in town, right? You're leaving tomorrow? I Well, I'm leaving 6 a.m. Sunday. So. Okay. You got tomorrow. Well, we appreciate I, I'm, you I'm coming I'm going to have some Vegas right. fun. She's going to have fun. You she, work hard and you, what is it? You work hard and work play hard. Work hard, play hard. Yeah. <laughs> there you Absolutely. Go. Um, well, you do work hard, and one of the conferences I wrote up this year in the college football uh, VEASAN preview magazine, which, by the way, available, VEASAN.com backslash subscribe, um, was the MAC. Now, I didn't write about both MACs, uh, both sides. I just wrote about the MAC uh, East. However, you know, you kind of put it all together. Um, the odds there from BetMGM, as you see on the screen at VEASAN.com, and, and we'll dive in. We'll hit a, a couple of those places. But, you know, for people who follow Pamela on Twitter, you love betting the MAC. Love the MAC. So what is it about the MAC? You know, obvious. I think the obvious is... They play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and that's always fun, <laughs> which is true. We, we find ways to bet on, but they are it's a unique league. There's a lot of different styles. Like mm-hmm. Kent State, they don't play defense. Nope. They, they don't play defense, and if you watched them last year, they almost gave up an a NCAA record to Jarrett Patterson. He just <laughs> kept scoring touchdown after touchdown, but they'll, they'll f- run right back down the field with, uh, with Coach Lewis there. So it, it is, there's so many contrasting styles. There's really bad teams like Bowling Green and Akron, and then there's really talented teams. And this year, Pamela, too, you know, I'm curious when, when you do your homework, this year is so interesting because usually, guys, we say, oh, they got X amount of starters coming back. Advantage them. Every team does. I mean, that's the crazy part about the MAC this year and the CUSA, which we previewed mm-hmm. uh, yesterday um, or a couple days ago. These conferences that don't have surefire NFL players, they got all they got all these fifth year, sixth year guys. So, in mm-hmm. the MAC, you know, for you, is it was it harder or easier to do your predictions this year, Pamela, because of the experience coming back on all of these teams? Keep it simple. I think another problem that people tend to have is let me evaluate all of these starters and who does it and it doesn't matter. You can have twenty, you can have ten. What matters is what was the strength of a team in twenty twenty season. Is that strength returning those starters? Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you're ranked a bottom ten in defense and you're returning all your starters. So now you're going to be bottom fifteen. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, is, what is that exactly going to mean? But now, like, look at Clemson for example. They were the fifth best pass rush in the country last year, and they're returning all of that defensive line. They're fit, all five of their pass rushers are coming back with depth. So now they're number five. Could potentially be number one. That's the strength that I want to look at. So it's the same thing with every team. So if you're looking at Kent State, you're talking about how they don't play defense. Well, then I know I don't need to look at the defense. I need to look at quarterback Dustin Crum. Is he coming back? Oh, my hero. Is he coming back? Yes, he is. Love is he getting guy. his receivers? Yes, he is. So those are the pieces that you want to put together. Is the strength carrying on into another strength to be a continued strength into the season? Clemson better get to the Sean, quarterback. Because by the way, Sean is not a believer in class. And it gets to that secondary. They got me back there playing safety. <laughs> uh, I want to get to, I just, we'll do some quick hitters on the Mac. Cause I do want to mm-hmm. get you some uh, big picture stuff here. Yeah. Um, last year they didn't win it, uh, but they, they were really the talk of the Mac. And I mentioned Jared Patterson, uh, Malcolm Koontz, who ended up being a third round pick by the Raiders, this Buffalo team. And I got a, I got a soft spot for their coach, Sean, because Lance Leipold was, Winning D3 national championships. So I'm like, D3 guy, crushing D1s Y'all big the same time. Story. Well, he leaves. Started on the bottom, now I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And he leaves. 
go for it. I mean, you got an opportunity to go to a P5 job. All, mm-hmm. all, you know, good luck. Even if it is Kansas. Even if it is Kansas, good luck there. <laughs> but the entire team followed him, yes, Pamela. And coaches. And I, when I look at Buffalo, I have an under five and a half conference win ticket for yes. them because they opened at William Hill as the favorite to win this conference. And I, yes. I, and I think when you look at these smaller conferences, if you've got your homework done early, you could really have an, a, an opportunity to pounce. Seven and a half is their win total. Uh, they've got a couple. They, I think they have Coastal coming to Buffalo, mm-hmm. which will, they'll be an underdog. They go to Nebraska. Um, so likely looking at two losses in the non-con. Um, what, what do you make of Buffalo this year? I'm not ready to say that I'm going to go under mm-hmm. on their season win total. I think they still have uh, behind. We don't have Jared Patterson, but we still have Kevin Marks, and he showed glimpses that He's he good. could be the next Jared Patterson. Mm-hmm. So that alone is giving me some hesitation to, well, maybe they could develop into something have a few games under the belt, they're going to struggle, but then they're going to like come in together mid-season. And so I'm not entirely in love with an under, but I am confident to say that they're not going to win the MAC. So right. mispriced favorites, absolutely. You have running back Jared Patterson, who you said earlier, fantastic. One of the best running backs that we have seen. 2019, he led the MAC with 1,800 rushing yards. He did actually set a MAC record of 409 rushing yards versus Kent State. That was one game. And he had eight <laughs> touchdowns in one game. And they took him out. And they took him out. Don't he, leave him he, in he there, was coach. So short. He was so short. Come yeah. on. But then you want to tell me that he's gone and that's not going to be an impact. Yes, Kevin Marks can be something, but losing Jared Patterson is going to be huge. And then not only that, why was Jared Patterson so great? Because they had a fantastic offensive line. Mm-hmm. They lose three starting offensive linemen. And now you also lost your offensive lineman coach yeah. because he went over with Leipold into over to Kansas. So not only that, they also had a great defense. Why? Because they could stop teams, and they're on the they were their offense was on the field the entire time. And why? Because the defense was so good. What happened? They lose their defensive lineman. They're returning just six starters back on that defense. Now you lose your head coach. You have a new head coach who has no prior head coaching experience. New running back, new offensive line, new defense, and new coaching. How do you win a conference when you do have somebody like a Kent State returning back their best quarterback in the MAC? You have somebody like Ball State, who was very competitive mm-hmm. last year. Ohio won the conference. They beat them. They, they schemed. Them. They schemed exactly. it up perfectly. Shout out to my guy Mike New. Exactly. So you had all yeah, of those that's parts. What I got. You had all of those parts last Notre year. Notre Dame defensive coordinator, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Stockton. Oh God. <laughs> We're everywhere. Why are we talking about four lost teams on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we at the past? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Ball State. Well, let's start with them because uh, you mentioned we were ta- we were chatting briefly, and I have a ticket on Toledo, and I got it at six to one. At now, I wouldn't buy it because it's plus two fifty. Now they're the mm-hmm. favorite. Let's start with Toledo, Sh- uh, Sean. You like Toledo? I do. Because like- that's probably the only Mac team that I'm very, like, well-informed about. <laughs> so I'll be honest with you. I'm not a Mac expert, so I'm learning a lot. and writing notes down right now. Thanks, Pam, for all the expertise. Toledo's, I mean, Toledo's, they got. They have a lot of transfers. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. a receiver that transferred from Georgia that I recruited uh, out of high school, out of St. Pete, Florida. Phenomenal player. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. It'll come to me in a second. They got a quarterback from Tampa plant that uh, came from Georgia Tech. I mean, they have a lot of transfers that have brought that have come to that program over the last year and a half through the transfer portal portal that are going to be big parts and components to what they're doing. And they have a coach in Jason Candle. People forget a year and a half ago, he was the hot guy. Yep. 
and Toledo kind of had what would be a great year for some, a down year for them, you know, just a little bit above 500, and he's kind of lost a little bit of his shine. But I don't think it was his shine that was dimmed. It was COVID. So big conferences were out of the spotlight. So the smaller conferences, I remember at one point the Mac said they weren't even playing. You know, when I think they came back and played a few games or something. So, I mean. Played six. Right. So, it was turmoil. It was confusion. And in the meantime, he just was adding tanks, adding warplanes, adding the Navy. Mm -hmm. They're ready to go. I agree with everything that you're saying. I'm somebody as a stats-based analyst. Right. You say you do the same. I need to go off of what information do I have. Mm -hmm. Transfers, they're all well and good. What does that mean? Right. I don't have an answer for that right now. Now, if I see early on in weeks one, two, and three that they're starting to kind of like outshine, then maybe I'm going to want to take them to cover the spread. Maybe I'm going to want to take them to midseason to hit some overs because their offense is gelling together. Do I want to take them preseason to win? I don't know what those new parts mean, mm -hmm. but I do have answers for what some of the old parts mean for somebody like a Ball State and an under-the-radar team for me are the Ohio Bobcats. Yep. I have the statistics. Uh, I have the data in front of me that tells me Teams right now are cohesive based off of the 2020 information. So th that's what I'm going to roll with instead. So mm -hmm. I'm not looking to Toledo. Mm -hmm. They could very well be great. And it's Toledo. They absolutely have been. They have been in the past. It's not past. It's not outside of the realm of possibility. They could do it again now. Mm -hmm. But I'm just looking to what information do I have now? And right now is telling me that look at the other way at, at some other teams. You know, Ohio was a team that, that I wrote up and did uh, for the VSIN guide. And I wrote it up, and then Frank Solich retires. And I'm like, oh, man. All right. To me, I looked at it. Everything stays the same. I mean, Frank Solich was was mm -hmm. was there for a long time. Yes. 16 years there. Uh, was in coaching forever. Uh, obviously had his, his stint at Nebraska. But Tim Albin just steps right in. He's the yep. offensive coordinator. And they he's been a, with the team since 2005. And they've got a lot of pieces there. Um, mm -hmm. Does the quarterback situation, Pamela, when you look at Curtis Rourke, and Armani, um, Armani Rogers, uh, the UNLV transfer, they were all there last year. They're, they're both back. Mm -hmm. uh, they're obviously two different skill sets. Does that hinder you on, on the way you look at this team? Because I, I like Ohio quite a bit. They bring in a transfer from uh, Virginia Tech, T.L. Mm -hmm. Jackson, on their offensive line. Anytime you could bring in a, a, a power five offensive lineman, I think that's just massive yes. for you. Um, so give us the pitch on why Ohio at 5-1 to one is, is maybe someone to look at to win this conference. I think I'm on the opposite uh, line of thinking. If you have two quarterbacks, it must be because they're both bad. I think they complement each other. Mm. Like you said, it's two different schemes. So where one is good at the goal line, another one is good with passing, I would rather have that balance than have one person who's giving me a one-dimensional offense. So that's to answer that part of that question. And then why do I like the Ohio Bobcats? Like you mentioned, also they have offensive coordinator Tim Albin. He's been with the team since 2005. I don't expect a huge drop-off. Typically, a new coach, that would give me pause. Mm -hmm. But you've been with the team for so long, you should be, like you said, just continuing on the same old track. They have only, they have only played three games last season. I think that's why people are staying away from them a little bit. But in conference, they're 18-9 and nine, uh, in their last four seasons. All nine of those losses were by one possession. Eight of those nine losses were by three points or less. At home, th this season, they have a really great schedule. Yes, they do. You have Central Michigan, you have Kent State, Miami, Ohio, and Toledo. They're 19-7 and seven at home since 2016. And then away, uh, they haven't won the MAC. I uh, skipped over. They haven't won the MAC since 1968. I wanted Frank Solis to win it so bad. 
It's just, it wasn't his time. <laughs> <laughs> he handed over the keys to put the next Frank's guy to what, pick it up. 623 years old. Yeah, pretty, but Pamela, to your point. He was trying to become the think, AD think, or about, think about this road schedule for Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. Buffalo, which could be good, but mm-hmm. slightly down. Mm-hmm. Akron. Mm-hmm. Bowling, exactly. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. I mean, exactly. Boom. You couldn't have asked for a better away schedule, and you're getting the best possibility for your home when you have an inc- impeccable at home record. Now you want to give me a head, a, co- a new head coach who's been with the team for how many years is that? Nearly yeah. 20 years. And then two quarterbacks who can give me two sides of a dynamic. Uh, I'm going to say it's a dynamic duo right there. A great home schedule, a great away schedule. And all nine of your losses were by seven points or not three points or less. You, that's a little bit of luck. That's the luck part that you kind of need. A fumble here, a missed field goal there. Mm-hmm. You turn some of those losses into wins, this team could easily become a max contender. And at plus 750, I don't know if those, that's what the odds are still, uh, plus 750, it's a great number. Yeah, and I liked it when I'm writing up these teams. I was like, I like Ohio. I, and I look at, and you know, Sean, yeah. I especially in college, I really look at schedules. Yeah. When you have these crossover games, because it's imbalanced. And when you get the crossover games to work in your favor, when you've got this home schedule, it's it's really beneficial. I'm really upset with both of you. <laughs> I really am. Did because you want the Toledo love? No, you've increased my workload now. Because <laughs> I can't just go and like read someone else's write-up about the Mac and mm-hmm. take their word for it. I have to go watch the games. So now, now Monday you go watch and Ohio. Tuesday morning, I'm going to be Hell watching yeah. Mac games from last year because of you two. <laughs> Welcome to the Mac family. I'm just telling you, remember <laughs> some of these names. Braden Fox, Matt Landers was a receiver I recruited. I couldn't think of it. Judge Culpepper, transfer from Penn State. Matt came from Georgia. Braden from Rutgers. Uh, Tucker Gleason, a kid I recruited, transfer from Georgia Tech. There's only one name you need to remember in the Mac. Dustin, Dustin Crumb. Crum. <laughs> Penn State. Dustin Crumb. That's Kent Dustin State, right? Wednesday, yeah, Kent Wednesday State. nights in uh, in this Dustin studio, Sean. Crum. We're going to be loving it. All right, Pamela, we only got about 90 seconds left. So, uh, real quickly, your plays in the futures market for the MAC are Ohio? Ohio, Bobcats. And just Ohio, or do you have another one? I like Ball State Cardinals, actually. Okay. Also. They won this. They won the MAC last year. They're, yep. pl- they're the second favorites. They're plus three, 425 to win now. Drew Plitt, he is also a fantastic quarterback. If it's not Kent, if it's not uh, Kent State, I'm going to go with them. Because they, he had 2,100 yards, 17 total touchdowns, top four in conference in completion percentage, and he's one of the two quarterbacks coming back in a group. He was top four. There's only two of them coming back. Who's the other one? Dustin Crum. <laughs> so he led the conference in passing yards. He has seven of his eight type, uh, wide receivers returning, plus all of the offensive line. They won four games by uh, seven points or less. So that's a little bit of the luck that I was talking about. But away, they also have a good schedule. They have Akron and in Northern Illinois. So I think they have a they have all of the parts. If they can keep some of that luck, then they can go back to back. The fighting Jason Whitlocks. I got to text the big fella. Hey, man. Somebody <laughs> believes in Ball State. I do. I do. Pamela, 30 seconds before we let yes. you go into Friday night here in Vegas. Do you have a favorite future that you currently possess college football-wise? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say prediction. Uh-huh. And I'm going to go with Clemson to win the Natty. Ooh. Ooh. How's a 9-3 and three team going to win the Natty? <laughs> We have been, we have been, I haven't been. This guy's been slandering Clemson, and she's going to sneak on out of here. Clemson for the title. Pamela, great stuff. (laughs) At PamelaM35 on Twitter, a must follow for college football and all things sports. Pamela, great stuff. Thank you for having me, guys. There she is. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Man, that was a blast. Pamela Maldonado, Yahoo Sports. Very, very knowledgeable. We love having her on the network. She's a a frequent guest of Gil's program. Uh, She's been on our show before, and uh, we appreciate her coming in studio. But her, you and her, button heads on Clemson. Not at all. But everybody loves Clemson, so I probably will butt heads. I don't know if everyone loves Clemson. Clemson's 9-3 this year. Just write it down. Don't worry about it. I I will worry about it because you're not even – the thing about Clemson, you're not even confident they lose to Georgia. So if they beat Georgia, where are their losses? Because 
on the schedule. I know. Can we can we pull up the schedule, please, for for Mister for Mister King here? Uh, who were they losing to? Three of those teams. Okay, name them. Uh, I don't have to. Boston College <laughs> was up at the half last year. It on the just, so Boston College is going into Clemson and beating Clemson. They this were year. At, they were in at Clemson last year, some kind of way, right? Back to back years. Yeah, I think that game was at Clemson. Was it? Yeah, they were up. There was no fans there though. Right now, there's fans there. NC State. I know Kenny White thinks NC State's a top ten team. Maybe they are. Mackenzie Milton. Don't forget that name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, he can't. You can't win games by yourself. Try. You could try. Yeah. You could. Try. Michael Vick almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Virginia Tech, Florida State. Uh, Florida State is uh, is a ways away, and they're recruiting to. Uh, uh, once again, I am not of the of, of the mindset that Clemson's winning the national title, but I do think. And by the going to your Mackenzie Milton is mm-hmm. back. Florida State's de- offensive line is not good. They're and not. When, and when you're playing the top defensive line in the country, mm-hmm. good luck. Yeah. Good luck. So just remember. I, I will, and I will give you all the props on the under the sun if they go nine and three. All you can do is lead the people to water. You cannot force them to drink it. Oh, you might be leading them to what is uh, what is uh, in Las Vegas a lot, which is a bunch of empty ravines. You're like, oh, there, there's water over there. Like, what? what? You're like, oh, yeah, it hasn't rained. It's possible, but highly unlikely. <laughs> you're changing your tune. No, I'm not. You're changing your tune. You, I, will, I will get a shirt I mean, customly made that says, Sean called it nine and three. Whatever you want me to do, okay. I will call. You could you could do it. And, and by the way, I don't even think Clemson's – Winning the national championship, I think they could very well lose in the ACC title game. However, I'm just not that high on UNC either. And that's the team that everyone's fawning over in the ACC. So, to me, Clemson is very good. They've got incredible talent up front. And something that you've brought up, and I think it absolutely is a fair critique and question mark, is Justin Ross. There's an assumption that he's 100%. I don't know. That was a serious injury that that made him miss last year. Yeah, and I'm I know they did their due diligence and every test that you can take, I'm sure he's taken it. And again, it's just more. I played this game. You don't see a lot of guys get spinal injuries. Number one, and when they do, they don't come back. So I just think it's I, I, it's for, a it's a huge projection right. just to assume that I agree. What we saw last time he was healthy and playing is. 100% what we're getting now. I totally agree. And But they they are getting to, they're not to the level of Alabama yet, but they have been recruiting consistently. And DJ Uyunglele in his two games mm-hmm. at Notre Dame and against Boston College looked pretty damn good. And let me say this about recruiting rankings, because a lot of times when a team graduates a lot of players, mm-hmm. people that prognosticate automatically go back to where the draft class finished. Right. Where are the guys that are replacing the guys that are departing to the NFL? Where were they ranked coming out of high school? Here's the one problem with that. When a large program offers a kid, no matter where he was ranked previously, he automatically jumps way up. You're right. So everybody that they sign is going to be four star and above but dj even if think, they weren't i think dj pretty consensusly was a five oh yeah star. And, and i don't think he's an issue yeah absolutely not i mean he proved last year in a pressure situation At what Notre he was Dame. capable of doing yeah 100 my thing is the people around him in that game had done it 
year after year. He was the only newcomer, the only fresh face. I'm saying that Clemson has some fresh faces. They do this year. Well, and I think you look at that. That that's why this year is really intriguing, right? When you look at the quarterbacks in the top five, you've got Spencer Rattler, who is kind of thought to be Sean, which is funny. This grizzled veteran. He was benched against Texas, you know? DJ Uyunglele. Bryce Young hasn't played at all. JT Daniels, uh, there's questions. I mean, the best quarterback in the country, you would think, is Sam Howell, and his team is 10th in the country. C.J. Stroud never played. So there's a lot of question marks in the top five when it comes to the quarterbacks. And I think DJ, DJ right now is getting some real Heisman buzz. <laughs> but I think is he's worthy of a discussion. It's a nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Sean King, 10th in the Heisman in 1998. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back. You're on VEASAN. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. Now is the perfect time, folks, to start planning your football contest strategy. And the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major college, major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools. Sean's going to have four entries. To give you the winning edge, download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Tim Murray with you. You just get a smile on your face every time we do that read because there it was. There's Tom. There's Gronk. Those, know, Gronk, right? those, those Buccaneers uniforms. Hey, Champa Bay. Nothing but championships down in the Bay. And your Rays doing what you All prognosticated right. last night. Right. Dominating the Orioles. Easy money. It was. Yeah, easy money. I think on the year we're 15-1, 16-1 against the Orioles. is <laughs> something crazy. <laughs> By the way, we had a tie tonight. The Jets and the Eagles tied 31 all in the preseason. Jets plus four. There you go. It got, it came home. Remember that Philly late touchdown? I'm like, oh, maybe it won't come home. So is uh, that a push? No, the Jets, the Jets were minus four. Okay. So I mean the Eagles. Eagles, Eagles plus are plus four. four. Yeah. yeah, Eagles plus four comes home. Yeah, if you had the money line, that's a push. Yeah. That stinks. Because the Eagles were up like, was it 23 to three or 30, something? I think they were up 31 well, it was Before it became 23 23. Or whatever it was, the, like the Eagles were way up in the game. They were up twenty-one to ten at the half. They were up twenty-four to ten. Right. And uh, you're thinking that you're thinking of Gucci at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> yeah. If you had Eagles money line, maybe we should save this for treats and beats. Yeah. They scored a touchdown on a forty-nine-yard touchdown play as time expired, and then converted the two-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> in a preseason game. 49. Um, first off, you, you had the game covered, so it's not a bad beat in that regard. But if you had Eagles money line and that's how you lost it, and you get your money back, but still, you that thing, as my partner would say, was Gucci. Yeah. That wasn't Gucci, though. That was not. <laughs> not if you had it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now if you took... Now, if you're the Jets on the, the, money, Jets line, on the money line and you somehow escape, that's why we call it treats and beats. Right. Because there's for all the bad beats, there's someone on the other side just quietly cashing a ticket yeah. or in this safe. You're get, cabbage patching if get, you get, had get the Jets its money, money back. Line. Yeah. So 31 31, the final there. Uh, all of the games have gone final. Uh, Kansas City beats the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, back door in this one. Who's there? The Vikings. 28 25. It was 28 to 10. Yeah, that's why you take the first half. Ooh. You don't play with the third stringers. Uh, Detroit was also up 17-9, to and Indianapolis won 27-17. Yeah. Whew. I feel like most people probably would have been on Indy anyway, though. So No, the line moved in the favor of Detroit. Really? Yeah. They went off here at Circa uh, minus one, and well, then Carolina. Who in their uh, right mind would ever bet the Detroit Lions? Well, it's the preseason, right? You've never bet them in the regular season. You know, if their maybe. starters aren't any good, then the guy's backing them up. <laughs> the guy's backing <laughs> up the backups. They're probably not any good either. Well, I, I can't believe, Sean, we've gone this long in the show without mentioning 
the news of the day. QB1, Jameis Winston. Absolutely. You knew it was coming. Oh, I, I was worried, and you are such a big believer in Sean Payton, which you should be. Right. The best offensive mind. But the first time you stepped foot into this studio mm-hmm. a couple months ago, I was not high on the Saints for the sole reason that I believe Taysom Hill was going to be the starter. Right. Because there was this, there's this infatuation from Sean Payton with Taysom Hill. And after those first two games, it was as clear as day, specifically on Monday night. That should be your starter. That guy can do your bit plays. And I'm glad that Sean Payton recognized that. But see, Sean is a chess master. He's a boss. And I told you, all he was doing was manipulating Taysom in a good way. So it's like, okay, if you have like a, a group of guys and your enforcer wants to move up and be capo, but he doesn't have like the business mind that it takes to have that position. You don't want to lose him as an enforcer, but you're also not going to make him the capo because you're trying to win. That's Taysom. Like you need Taysom to be as explosive on offense as you potentially can be, but you know that Jameis is going to be the starting quarterback, but you also told Taysom that he'd get an opportunity to compete for the job Mm -hmm. when and if Drew Brees ever retired. That's why he signed the extension. That's why he stayed. So this was just being a man of his word. Letting the process play itself out. And it did. And I think Taysom can only look in the mirror. And he didn't do enough to win the job. So now it's about, okay, becoming a great teammate and figuring out how I can help this ball club win. And trust me, he's going to play a major role in their success. Just like he did with Drew. And I think that week one game is... Tough, tough game. I'm telling you right now. Tough game. The world... Yeah. is going to lay the points with Green Bay. Everybody will be on Green Bay. Laying three, they're going to see that as a bargain. I, and Aaron knows, I'm going to be on New Orleans. I'm just probably going to play the over, no matter what it is. 50 and a half. Yeah, I'm playing. You know, the, you could find a 50. Yeah, I'm playing the over. It doesn't matter. It couldn't make it high enough. Yeah. Like, I just think those two guys are pretty much going to be unstoppable. It might depend on who gets the ball last. Well, let's get to Jameis. We have some uh, of his props, uh, courtesy of DraftKings. Okay. And that comeback player of the year number has plummeted, rightfully so. Um, I know, I think producer Aaron got it at uh, 13, 13 to 1 here in town. The most interceptions. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, here are the odds. So, 4,200 passing yards. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder, the last time he started on a regular basis, he yeah, he's gonna obliterate led the league with 5,100 yards passing for Tampa. Unless he gets hurt. Passing touchdowns to lead the league, 25 to 1. Oh, excuse me, passing yards, 25 to 1. Passing touchdowns, 35 to 1. Most interceptions, 16 to 1. MVP, John King, 40 to 1. And comeback player of the year, 12 to 1. What do you like? What do you hate on this? Board? I mean, I feel like you have to bet them all. You don't have to. Well, I, If you think that Jameis can win NFL MVP, then he's going to need to check off at least two of those three boxes. Likely. They're not going to award him the MVP if he doesn't have the most passing yards and the most passing touchdowns. Well, he's got to have a lot of wins, too. Right. So just if you hit it, hit it. 42. Does that make sense? I, yeah. I feel like 4,200 is the no-brainer. It, it seems too good to be true. Right. Like, unless it gets hurt, he's like, going really? over 4,200 yards. Seems a little low, but. And the one thing I love about Sean Payton, now here's where Taysom Hill kind of negates just a little bit some of the shine on Jameis. 
in the red zone, that package is so big. If Taysom ends up with 11 touchdowns at the end of the year, those are 11 that Jameis didn't get. And that's why I think passing touchdowns is as high as it is at 35 to 1 because yeah. of the Taysom Hill wrinkle. I, I would not play passing touchdowns. Passing yards, I think you could maybe talk me into. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on Visa. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Former Tulane Green Wave greats. John King, Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook on a Friday night. Got the Yankees still out, out there. The Dodgers uh, on the field uh, as well as the Dodgers and the Rockies. You know, I felt... Who knows what's going to happen? But I, I listen to you. Right. And you always say the Dodgers, they can never win by a ton of runs. So I'm looking at the Dodgers. They're like minus 260 tonight. Mm-hmm. And I could have got the Rockies at plus a run and a half at plus 114. I looked at that and I said, huh, Dodgers will probably win this game, but it'll be by a run. Yeah. That's what they do. I should have taken the plus money, a work with a run and a half, but now we have to come to a agreement on something right quick. Okay. Yankees are like they're about to win their thirteenth game in a row. Are we gonna ride with the Yankees until they lose or what? We we, we don't want this to go to twenty one in a row and we left. Well it's these like eight the games. Orioles, right? We felt like we got we, we felt like we had missed the boat on the Orioles. We've been talking about the Orioles losing streak since like game twelve. And we missed it, right? Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to get on, and we could have made seven more wins. Right. Do we do we trust the Yankees right now? Let me pull up the Yankees schedule. Hold on. Well, they're in, they're in Oakland the remainder right. of the weekend. Right. They just swept the Red Sox. They are, yeah, they are white hot. They're up 5 nothing right now. Garrett Cole's pitching tonight. By the way, they went off minus 164 here at Circa uh, against the A's with Cole on the hill. Manaya for I think we should get on A's. it. Because yeah. they have two games at Oakland, they go to the Angels, and I like nothing better than the They're smash on your list. The They're on Sean's list. I was tr- I was really trying hard to remember who was on your list because I know you added someone else. It's I just forgot. the Angels. Now I took the Reds. Yeah, off. you bet the, the Reds. Reds today. Yes, they and they brought the money home to Daddy. They blanked the uh, the blank the Marlins. Yeah, uh, the, the the Marlins fi- are a fade, by the way. Uh, the the Phillies did win tonight, so. Uh, the, they came back. They came back. They won in 11 innings. They beat the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-6. to six. Uh, So the Phillies remain, I believe, five games back of the Braves. Braves won tonight. And I know you were on the Braves. Uh, they were able to come back and beat the Giants 6-5 to five at home. And the Braves have got that tough stretch, but, you know. Here's what's interesting what I've been doing. When I like these big dogs, I've been taking 20% of whatever I was going to wager and putting it on the first five. Mm-hmm. I love betting first fives. Because with these dogs, like the thing that kills you is their bullpens and their closers are below average, and it can look great and get real ugly fast. Well, and that's uh, bringing me back, and now they've won 12 in a row going for 13 tonight. So it's not like Roldis Chapman has been a, a complete and utter disaster, but you know, two or three nights ago, he tried his damnedest to, Bro, to he, lose that game. I, 
I don't know if he has a, a sweating thing or something, but like when he's out there and can't throw a strike and he's just dripping sweat and he's only been out there for like four pitches, I mean, it just doesn't give you any confidence. Like you're just sitting there like, why would I bet? I was listening to a team that has who was this I, I was listening. Someone, someone said today who, he was like Ray Liotta at the end of Goodfellas. For real. <laughs> and yet they won 13 in a row. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but you have but no I would confidence. Not, I would say, I'll, I'll say this right now, and I'm curious. Well, I know you're on the Rays, so you're a bit of a homer. But I would not bet the Yankees to win the World Series, despite the fact that how well they're playing, because of that bullpen. Absolutely not. I can't yeah. bet them to win the World Series. They've got the bats. They've got the starting pitching, but at the price that they probably are, which we'll pull up in a sec, it's plus 380 right now at DraftKings, I can't make that bet. That's to win the American League, I beg your pardon. I can't make that bet. I just don't trust their bullpen. And the Rays are plus 380? What baseball have they been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Problem about the Rays is they got to deal, deal with the Yankees. Those are all scrubs series. compared to us. Only team that we, we we don't want to see is the Dodgers. So if I get I, someone in the National League to beat the Dodgers, the Rays will win the I, pennant this year. I have got a segment at the end of tonight's show okay. that I am so excited for it. Uh-oh. You have no idea what it is. Okay. And I uh, I was I was texting with Aaron, our producer, earlier today, and I was like, I, I've got this idea. I was like, ah, I don't know. And I was like, No, 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 no. This is what I'm thinking. He's like, Oh, I like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tee you up. You don't know what's coming. Okay. And uh, it's it's gambling related, but it deals with teams that you either really like or really don't like. Okay. So, uh, and by the way, stick uh, around towards the end of the show the for that. The Cubs are on the comeback. It's 14 to 10, top of the eight. Can we get that? <laughs> what was we, the total? 22 can we, tonight? Can we, can we get that game on here? 24 runs have been scored. In, uh, in Chicago, over. and it's the top of the eighth. A total of nine and a half. Imagine oh. if you had that one. That one was over. I mean, the, the Cubs scored six runs in the first inning. Yeah, that's crazy. And then they were down 10 to six. Uh, the, the Padres are actually winning a baseball game against the Angels. We should have known. Yeah. They're, they're on your list. I actually should have the Padres tonight. They were heavy dog, a heavy favorite, excuse me. I mean, the Angels. Musgrove are, on the hill, minus 195. The Angels just a bet against. Like, anytime you lose to Baltimore the way they did, following, allowing Baltimore to, to end the losing streak, I mean, they folded their tents. They booked their plane tickets. They're already on vacation. They're just playing out the string. All right. I, I do want to hit on uh, week zero just uh, real okay. quickly. We, we've talked about it a lot this week, but it, it bears repeating new audience. Yep. Um, games are hit. Tip, I mean, I. What are your plays for tomorrow? So I, my first play was Illinois plus the points, and I am now getting a bit worried. Okay. I think this this is shaping up to be, and I'm, I'm still sticking with it, no, I'll just say this. Nothing this weekend, Sean, is I, I am like crazy about. I've got a couple bets. Mm-hmm. I've got Fresno State first half that we talked about with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I listened to Brad Powers, and I agreed with his assessment on the under in Hawaii UCLA. And I took the points with Illinois, and you could have got a much better number. There's something about this game that it just seems. Is, and this is, And you'll start to pick up on how I think. Mm-hmm. Is it really this easy? Nebraska didn't play well last year. Nebraska lost at home by 18 points to Illinois last year. And now they're laying seven at Illinois. 
But 22 super seniors coming back mm-hmm. just seems a bit off. The public is racing to take the points, and now it's stuck there at seven. So once again, I'm on Illinois. I don't love it. It feels a little Admiral Akbarian. It's a trap. Feels a little trappy for me. So I bet the money line. Ooh, okay. And for me, it's about expected outcomes. Like one or two things, in my opinion, is going to happen. Either we're completely wrong about Nebraska. Which I think is possible. And they've made a drastic improvement from not just the COVID year, but what they've been since Scott Frost got there and turned into everything that people anticipated and expected when he came from Central Florida with all that momentum, high-octane offense, looking like a superstar in the making. Or everyone's 100% right, and why even take the points? That means Illinois is going to win outright. To me, Illinois wins the game or Nebraska covers. I don't think the third option exists, which is Illinois wins in a close game. I just don't see that happening. Like either Nebraska's going to handle business or they're going to lose the game outright. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually starting to feel that way a little bit too. So once again, I, I'm on the points. I'm not going to get off it. We'll see what happens. It's the first game tomorrow, I think. And I do have Fresno first half. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And, and we've talked about that. And that was Kenny White's favorite play of the week. And when he was on the show, Fresno minus 15 and a half in the first half. And I think when you've got a really talented quarterback like Fresno State does, I just, what should we expect from UConn? They're, they're, they were 1-11 in 2019, didn't play a football game last year. They have a really good running back in, in Kevin I wouldn't, I wouldn't say really good. He's, I mean, we played him. He's okay. When you're... Well, really good means like... Yeah. Yeah. But when you're the... You could be a great running He's back. He's their best player. Yeah. And right. when, when, you, when you play on a team like UConn... So, I think if Fresno State... My, my, my only worry about why I would not play the full game, I think it, similar to what UCLA is dealing with. Fresno State next week... Is it Oregon, right? Goes to Oregon. Yeah. I mean, that is their... Super Bowl? I'll tell you this. I just don't want to watch the whole game. <laughs> I'll be honest. You got things to do. I don't think it matters. UConn's awful. Like every year, week zero and then week one in, one in college football, you see a team that you know is awful. But there's this big line, and you're like, I'm not touching that. And then you look up in the fourth quarter, and it's 56-3. to three. And you're like, the line was only 25? Yeah. Like, this is one of those games. That's, like, UConn's a bad program. Not football team. Program. That university has given up on the football program. So we're not talking about a, a, a school that had a couple bad recruiting classes and they have a new coach and he's trying to turn the roster over. Football is, I mean, UConn is out of the football business. Like, how many teams voluntarily leave a conference? Not many. Yeah, like that's so you're not just betting against this year's team. You're betting against the whole program. It stinks. Rarely do you say, "I want to go independent," and it works out for you. Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's working out okay for BYU, but they might be headed to the Big Twelve. That's B- the latest. BYU's the head of a re- like. Right. Yeah, that's a, they've got a their own religion behind yeah. that university. UConn just looked around yeah. and said. They got a we're few a, people in Connecticut. Well, they're like, we're a basketball school. Right. We like playing in Madison Square Garden. And we'd rather our resources go all into men's and women's basketball. Right. Yeah. And other sports. So, and I think Kenny brought this up too. Traveling to Fresno right. 
from. It's not like they rented a nice plane. Hartford, the plane they were on, the seats didn't go back. There's no internet. <laughs> Trust me. They're cutting costs. And I UConn. do and I do have uh I did take a little bit. I just like listening to to, to smart people. Hawaii UCLA. I took the under because I I listened what I Brad had it. to say. I think yeah. he made a good point. UCLA, LSU in week two, mm-hmm. or week one, I should say. I, I looked there too, but I think Fresno State, I think they 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 open up a can yeah. on UConn tomorrow. Yeah. Fifteen and a half Easy money. in the first half. I hope so. Don't say that yet. I hope so. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Two hours in the books. Come on back. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.